0: No, i have not played zelda breath of the wild
1: uh have you guys played any zelda game before yeah to know so breath of the wild one of the best video games ever made i'm attracted to my wife for many reasons one of them i've learned the past two months is that uh so she has a switch i have a switch so we're both like closeted gamers you know and uh I find out that she's almost beat Breath of the Wild, which is pretty ambitious in and of itself. She's yeah. at the final boss, has unlocked everything. Da da da. Well, if you've ever played a Zelda game, you know the basics are controls. One of the basic things is that there's a there's a way that you can lock on to enemies or like reset the camera. That's like one of the first things you've learned in every Zelda game. She just learned that a week and a half ago, and so. She had made like she's been playing with like a level nine handicap for for no reason, and I don't know. I've never been more attracted to her. It's it's really crazy how that works. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, you're telling me. Hey, since the wait, have you been?
0: You have not been on since you've been married, correct?
1: No, this is the first one. This is married bricks twelve. That's why I'm so wise. My wife has actually walked in. Do you guys want to say hi? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Brought me dinner. (laughs) Like
0: a good wife. Wow.
1: (laughs) I was just telling them about Zelda.
0: Oh, it's the best game ever. It's probably the best game ever created. Oh, right.
1: (laughs) I'm so happy. You know, now that we've been married for two months, we know everything that there is to know about marriage. Yeah, you know, we're just so wise and uh, holy and... Uh, you know, just really on the next level so
2: yeah you sound really uh, a lot less sexually frustrated than before so it really comes through <laughs> in your voice.
1: Uh, uh, no comment. The, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was in Rexburg once for church. can't remember why I was there but these people went up to speak. The bishop invited to them too because they had got, just gotten engaged. They had been engaged for three. You know, they, they had dated for three weeks and had just gotten engaged that weekend. And it was one of those weird, like, just the thing about love is, like, once you find it, da-da-da, like, lecturing us about, like, marriage and relationships. I'm like, dude, you've been together for three weeks. Anyways, just weird that people yeah, do
2: that. Yeah, no, that is super weird. I, I can't get how people do that, but yeah. Whatever. Hey. What's one thing that
0: was kind of unexpected? I don't know. Okay, what's what's been the best thing about being married? And I don't want you to give me the worst thing, but what's what's one thing that you didn't expect about about marriage?
1: I'm looking to my wife for help. <laughs> she would probably say my gas, but, like, that's fine. the, as the best thing? <laughs> kind of weird. As the best thing, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, like, maybe my opinion isn't, like, the same as everyone else's, only because, like, we both got married uh, a bit later. Like I turned 30 in a couple months and she's just a year younger than me. And so we're more like put together. Well, hopefully we're put together. I think we got a ways to go still, but uh, I think a lot of people will get married. Like if you get married young, that's, that's totally awesome. Like nothing against that. It's just like, there's still a lot of figuring out about who you are and your role in the world and everything that, that you're learning and going through. Right. Right going through school trying to figure out what you want to study or what you want to do with your career. Well, both of us are like, you know, I'm almost 10 years into my career, she's about the same. And so we're we're pretty established and have pretty good direction and so the transition's actually been like seamless. It's been it's been awesome for us super, super happy. So the best thing is that. And then also we can, like, I just love watching her play Breath of the Wild. I, I can't describe <laughs> how it makes me feel, I, it's just great. Wow. That's awesome. So
2: um, I don't know, quick update on my end. Uh, I want, I convinced my whole work group to go watch Minions, Rise of Guru yesterday. Oh, there you go. Um, and all the teenagers, the whole theater basically was teenagers dressed like prom attire. They were dressed really, really well. Like Dude, prom, I just like seen time this time.
1: on TikTok.
2: Yeah, well and I went there and they were like very well behaved because I think a lot of those people have been banned from theaters or kicked out of theaters and stuff. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want you all to know when the film started, I stood up and yelled banana at the screen and I got a whole bunch of claps. So
1: there
2: you go. Yeah, I'm their hero.
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: I was thinking about getting my my elders quorum together to
0: do it and go and see. Just because it they're not the type of guys that would do that and so I just thought it'd be hilarious to try to get that to happen. But this is this is one of my favorite internet trends in a while. I think it's awesome.
1: This one's a I I'll tell you the one internet trend my wife and I were talking about this that I I'm hating right now is the not gonna lie links that everyone's posting.
0: Yes, stories. yes, I know what you're talking about, yeah.
1: down. Uh, Mark, have you seen these? Mm-mm.
0: You probably have. You may not know. Like, I, I, everyone's doing it where they just, you, you send anonymous messages to people and they respond to it.
1: It's like anonymous oh. questions and, and people are posting like 40 or 50 things on their stories just responding to all these questions. And like the one thing I was telling my wife is like I've got friends who are talking in detail about their sex lives and like unfollowed all of them. And like you guys, are yeah, it's pretty weird. You guys are idiots, uh, it's Not so a, weird and it's so creepy, too. Where I'm like, there's one guy in particular I could think of, um, where just like really detailed sexual questions, and I'm like, there's a good chance you are feeding these questions to yourself just so you can put this on the internet. Like, I don't want to talk to you ever again. Like, so weird,
0: that is weird. Mark, sometimes you sound like a boomer. For someone that is on Reddit as much as you are, you don't know you didn't know the minions trend before you went to the theater? No, and- I
2: did. I, I, I knew a couple oh, times, okay. so like, the way yeah, I the knew way that you one.
0: said it the way you said it sounded like you you didn't know that was gonna happen. Um, well
2: I, I knew it was gonna happen. I heard that people like had stopped doing it though just because like people were getting kicked out of theaters and banned from theaters and stuff so but i suggested that we dress up but nobody else at work wanted to and i was like i don't want to be the weird guy that dresses up um (laughs) so but my reddit feed like i don't like my reddit feed is very curated it's like puppies crypto knowledge and just like a few other odds and ends that are like there's there's rarely anything political on it rarely anything like mean-spirited so like i don't know a lot of the other like popular stuff doesn't really make it to my feed
0: okay let, let's catch up on entertainment stuff really quick i think this is something we want to talk we we just kind of did already but was Minions actually good or is it just a meme
2: i think actually this the first movie is better um rise of grew is okay like it was it, there was funny parts to it but i wouldn't say it's like um i wouldn't say it's like madagascar funny or anything Ra- like that
0: rise of uh rise of skywalker or rise of grew if you had to choose one
2: rise of guru every time just because rise of skywalker i'm just
1: i'm, I'm just upset
0: <laughs> uh brixton can we talk kenobi for a minute
1: oh absolutely
0: okay do you have any just thoughts off the top because i
1: yeah so we were really excited as the rest of the world was right because kenobi and stranger things came out the same day so my wife and i planned like we planned the whole night dinner snacks the whole thing episode one of Kenobi it's like okay like this seems intriguing good setup for episode two the chase sequences dude the parkour things with third sister it's like that was a flaming like just heap of garbage it was terrible Mm -hmm. it it was so bad I don't know why uh, we we've talked about this before in another uh, podcast I think but the tendency we have where it's like, oh, maybe the most appealing things fans are going to want is for us to take this character we all love and make them a loser. Like, let's let's go <laughs> ahead and do that, you know? Like, makes no sense. So the last episode was the best one. It leaves a ton of plot holes. But all of that aside, it's like, hey, Obi-Wan is actually competent. Darth Vader's competent. Leia is like just the right amount of child, you know? And it was like, that's the only episode that was worth watching the entire time. Everything else, I was like this, is so bad.
0: You're right. You're right. Why is Disney Disney's Disney's uh, their their strategy right now is like let's take everyone's favorite characters, make them super
1: washed up, and that's yeah, the cool. show. So yeah, yeah think about couldn't... Han Enjoy. Solo was just smoking weed, flying through the galaxy. Uh, Princess Leia was fine. She they did her well. And then Luke Skywalker, the same thing, like, oh, I'm just going to be a hermit here and like lose the force. It's like, no, we left these guys like the reason Top Gun did so well is because Tom Cruise comes back is this nostalgic character and he's just as cool today as he was back in the 80s, if not cooler. And so it's like, yeah, I want to get behind that. Like everyone in the movie is smart. They know what they're doing. So I think there's nothing wrong with a hero in a, in a movie being competent. In fact, I think we should have more of it
0: yeah yeah oh I, I man i don't want to go off the top gun uh top gun is i think might be the perfect movie
1: yeah I top gun's a 10 top gun's it, a solid 10
0: it is a per. i haven't even, i've never seen the first one i just i like i all i knew going in was that like, goose died that's all i knew going in
1: yep
0: it's a perfect movie it's perfect yeah i like, agree uh one other thing on on kenobi why does no one die in star wars can they just oh. just no one ever dies You can get, getting stabbed with the, with the lightsaber means nothing. (laughs) It means nothing. Everyone comes back. So yeah, I washed up Kenobi annoyed me. Uh, Just kind of the star Wars thing where how many times can you almost die?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so the other thing my wife and I were talking about was, was this third sister has to be one of the, like the dumbest villains they have introduced where it's like, I don't think it's anything against the actress. I just think it's the fact that, like, they just keep writing these awful characters. You mean to tell me that Darth Vader, the biggest baddie in the entire galaxy, the moment Third Sister acts up or starts acting like a teenager, you don't think Darth Vader would have chopped her head off ages ago? Like, that 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 was another thing that just didn't make sense to me. He was playing her like a fiddle for years, dude. So, so silly. It's like, that guy, that homie chokes people. You know the scene when he gets to the village and he's, like, snapping people's oh, necks?
0: such a and- great scene.
1: Yeah, and it's like, third sister just tried killing your Grand Inquisitor. You don't think you're just going to kill her, too? Like, I'm just, whatever.
0: Well, okay, and just the dumbest part to me, I loved, I did like the last episode, but it was kind of weird. He went, Obi-Wan Kenobi went from being washed and having, ho- He hasn't held the lifesaver for 10 years, and all of a sudden he's tossing Vader around like a ragdoll. Yeah. So that was a weird transition where it went really quick from washed up Kenobi to really powerful Kenobi who and then he just leaves Vader. What is with why can't we just like I get obviously they can't kill Vader because he's in the fourth movie, but like you can't make it so that he has like why would he not just do it? It's the dumbest thing in the world. Like why would he I get like imagine. he loves, you know, he still loves Anakin, but but after how many younglings, how many people does Vader have to kill before he's like, actually, it's probably just better off that I kill this guy while I have the chance. This is so
1: stupid. <laughs> yeah. and, and, well, so so imagine if episode six Obi-Wan, the last episode of Obi-Wan, was like the same Obi-Wan we saw in episode two, where you know he's trying to like save Leia or beat up the space pirates or whatever that whole thing was, right? It's like that would have made for like really exciting TV or really exciting fights or anything. But for some reason, it's like, I don't know if it's like a marketing thing to keep us watching till the very last episode, but whatever. Well, also one thing that I really
2: don't like, Mandalorian was awesome because you didn't know where it was going to go. And there's like little Easter eggs hidden throughout. But like the thing that I didn't like on the very onset of Obi-Wan was just like, I know where this is supposed to end. You know, like this person can't die. This person can't die. There's no peril. You know, like Obi Wan. I know Obi Wan doesn't die. I know Luke doesn't die. I know Leia doesn't die. And I know, like, you just know everything already. So it's just like it's just like, oh
1: wow, this is really dangerous for these people. But yeah, no, no, like stakes sort of a deal.
0: This this goes to my issue with the Disney Plus strategy right now, where it's it's just just Marvel and Star Wars overload just they're going to yes. make every spin-off of Marvel I have I'm proud to say that I have not wa- watched one Marvel spin-off and I'm not planning to I haven't even watched the most recent I haven't watched anything since Spider-Man and I didn't see the ones before and I didn't see the ones after that maybe yeah. I'll see Thor but I'm just di- is there I don't know the, the, I'm getting We I'm did, we
1: did just see Thor this past weekend
2: I've had very I've heard very mixed things so I want to hear your take on it
0: it has Christian Bale, so that that kind of that rattles me because I, I love Christian Bale. Okay, go.
1: Here's here's my here's my breakdown. You know, don't want to spoil anything. I'll just keep it high level. Music, eight out of ten. Christian Bale's a nine out of ten. Like that guy can oh. do anything. Yeah, I heard, I heard he's fantastic. He's really really good. Uh, you know, just knock off one point just because of the movie, not him, but the movie. Um, valkyrie all those characters i think they did them dirty natalie portman i didn't find them you know particularly compelling 5.5 out of 10 chris hemsworth's butt is a 10 out of 10. that's a great (laughs) moment um i'll go watch that yeah dude 230 pounds the guy is yacked in this movie uh so that's a 10 overall six out of ten okay Yeah. Um what was I gonna t- say? Oh oh sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say the title the title made me not want to see it. it. was like this is the title for the movie Love and Thunder. It's
1: like yeah, I don't know.
0: They didn't do yeah. it.
1: It was it was kind of a whatever for us. I, I will say though, so here I am crying after Obi-Wan. I had to make some French fries and take like a half hour break before we started anything else because I was so upset. Um, did you guys do Stranger Things season four? Oh I am
0: halfway through
1: okay oh,
2: Thank sorry
1: down um I, that one is extremely
2: I, I binged the so the first what was it or oh, this part two season four part two
1: yeah
2: i was going out of town for the fourth and i uh my work friends wanted to watch it um but they didn't want to wait till i got back and so we actually watched it that night we waited until 1 p.m we had to wait through the crash because Netflix crashed for a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah. And then and then we watched it from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. and then went home and then all went to work the next day.
1: Wow. And That's it's just so dedication. It 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 is great. It is great.
0: I've really enjoyed it so far. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: well, maybe that'll maybe that'll make Netflix last for another six months longer than <laughs> people thought it was.
1: <laughs> so. uh, did you see um yeah, the I, I think the thing with Stranger Things is uh, nostalgia is obviously big. We have sequels, reboots of everything. The thing with Stranger Things is that they they tap into that sense of nostalgia that always sells, not by bringing characters we know, but just by bringing like a time period we know and cherish. Yes, um, which I think is like really, really clever, and one of the reasons why the the show sticks so well with people. I we love have- it. One thing that I really like
2: about Stranger Things, and I I think I might have mentioned this before, is like they take new risks every season. So it's not like it's not rinse and repeat like everything else, but it's like the like season two, like they had a they had a whole bunch of characters just like change and develop, like Steve and Dustin and stuff. But then they also had like um, like season three was all mall culture, and then this one was like more Nightmare on Elm Street, like just straight up
1: horror. Yeah, and it was cool. I liked it. Love it! This is the best season since the first one.
0: And throughout it all, Mike is sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mike is always like L. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect?
0: He does do that. He does do that. Uh, can, can we talk?
1: Can... Like the dorkiest looking haircut.
0: I just hate yeah. Mike. I just I can't stand him.
1: Um, and, and all of them are falling for the wrong people. Nancy thinks she's dating Jonathan. Uh, Al thinks she's dating, uh, you know, what's his bucket, Mike. Mike. It's like all you ladies could be dating Steve Harrington right now. What are you? Thinking?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, Steve.
0: Yeah, Steve, like, man, he's the best. Um, can we did you get any of you guys see Lightyear?
1: No, no, you
0: guys, neither we saw. I I think that's it's, it's not worth seeing, also, and that's probably why you didn't see it.
1: Doesn't look that good,
0: and it's not even. I'm not even coming at it from. A, I know a lot of right wing people are like, "Oh, it was so woke," like you know, so that they won't see it out of. It's just bad. It's just not good. It's just it's yeah. Just that's what genuinely... I think. It's how do you mess up a Buzz Lightyear movie? Buzz Lightyear's so cool, and they 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 just oh, um, it's so bad. I the 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 Zerg reveal is stupid. Everything about the movie just. It's not a kids' movie. They, they tried to make it this like intellect. I don't know. It's just they it almost was like a mix of Avengers Endgame and a Buzz Lightyear movie. It was so dumb. Just really? just make it a kid's movie. Relax. Like it was almost like too big a project for Pixar. Or like or like not that's not the right way to phrase it, but I feel like it wasn't a Pixar type movie to do. Or maybe just I don't know, maybe Pixar. I don't want, I'm not going to say Pixar's losing a step, but just,
2: how about just... I don't know. I just think just it's, focus fa- I on think making it's fair to say they actually want to watch. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's yeah. fair that they're losing a step. I think Disney is kind of like, Disney is like, everybody says that it's like a company that's too big to fail, but like, they haven't had very many big wins lately. You know, like, I don't know. They, they had Spider-Man. Still make,
1: they still make a ton of money though, so like, Thor, Thor, I mean, Lightyear flop, they, they're they probably not going to get a return on that one. And if they do, it's going to be little. But like Thor still hauling in a ton of cash. Um, I, I think the thing you're going to see right now is like more and more people are discovering alternatives or at least like actually entering the market and creating alternatives saying, because the, the whole thing with Lightyear was, you know, I haven't seen it. I, you know, people posted like the the woke clips online and like, relatively harmless uh in the sense that like it's not like the whole movie revolves around this lesbian relationship or anything right like no um, really it. yeah. it's pretty yeah. it's included it's there but i think like what disney will do is that i mean they just they go all out and saying like well in in this case what it was was the whole florida like the don't say gay bill now Disney's saying, well, hey, now we're going to intentionally include all of this into our our content. We're going to put this lesbian kiss in Lightyear as a way just to stick it to the state of Florida and everyone who supports it sort of a deal. And it's like, well, now you've kind of muddied the water where it's like, maybe people actually want to have a hard time with the movie. Maybe it's more symbolic of like, we have a hard time with you as Disney. Like
0: People go to the movies to get away from the the, the drama of culture and politics and when you when you drag like yeah don't don't drag it in the that's what top, top gun is just it's planes yep shirtless dudes and it's it's per it's a perfect movie i and mean uh, no politics just planes man that's all yeah. we want that's all dudes want Give us- and,
1: and the thing is is that like all the heroes of that movie it's like um you know you know like Typically right now, so so, what would happen if the movie just followed the trend of other movies? Tom Cruise would be a soldier suffering from PTSD. I bet the girl would be a lesbian. Uh, you know, one of the dude characters would be gay or or something like that, right? Like, And again, none of that is necessarily bad, but like no. so many movies right now, like that becomes the point of the movie and people don't really like, that's not really resonating. I think people are tired of it. And like I said, they're also tired with like the studio behind it being more concerned about making a point rather than making like genuinely good entertainment.
0: Agreed. All right, we need to move well, on. We have, we have it. Mark, did you have one last thought?
1: I just one last
2: thought is like one thing too is like I feel like a lot of a, a lot of other places are just relying on like um, CGI and things that are fake a little bit too much because like I just remember like Top Gun. One of the main things is like you know when he flies. Uh, he flies the, the super fast like black plane and like blows the roof off like the little thing. That was all real. That was like the actual plane. And yeah. like it reminds me of, like Christopher Nolan in like Inception when he runs a train through a building. That was all real. That was yeah. one take that he had to do. That's crazy. Like, things, like, it, the it's hospital really,
1: like, up in the dark night. Yeah,
2: all real. And I'm just like, I feel like that's. I don't know why. There's something that that captures that
1: that is. It's just so much more exciting and stuff. But how do, you, yeah. how do you even start that contact of like emailing the city? Is like, hi, I'm, I'm directing a new Batman movie. We would like to blow up this old hospital in Chicago. Yeah, Let I'm sure they were happy know. to do it. They got paid a ton. Yeah, it's like free demolition. So
0: yeah. All right, we have we have to talk about two important things. Uh, we have to talk about. We have to talk about Zach Wilson. We also have to talk about virgins. Don't don't. Uh, these are these are two important things um, yeah. that have happened. So I maybe just I think there might be some adult listeners who don't know the Zach Wilson story. So we're going to we're going to go over it really quick. I'm sorry, BYU fans, if this is sad to hear, but I think it's hilarious. It's 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 funny, I guess. It's it's mostly funny. But so. Zach Wilson is best friends with Dax Milne, who was you know his star wide receiver at BYU. Zach's been dating. Zach was dating this girl. He had this high school sweetheart. He was dating through college. Uh, they break up all of a sudden, and then a couple months later, just this just this last week, Dax Milne posted a picture with Zach's ex on his Instagram. So everyone's like, "Whoa." And some people caught con- some, a bunch of people were commenting homie hopper, which just basically means girl dates all the guys in the friend group. And so she comments on one of these people who says homie hopper. And she says the real homie hopper is Zach for sleeping with his mom's best friend laughing emoji. So then everyone's like, Oh my goodness. And yeah, it. I have, I have a source in Draper who has confirmed that this is, This is true, but the, the crazy there's like, okay. The funniest thing is Zach probably thought and Zach's ex probably thought this was going to hurt and damage him, but it it did the complete opposite where everyone on Twitter and everyone who talks sports and everyone in the NFL was like, just Zach Wilson's popularity skyrocketed after it It did the opposite of probably what she thought it was going to do.
1: It's like, Oh, he's definitely to him.
2: Yeah. I think his, his, uh, his teammates were all just like, Oh dude,
1: like way to go. Like, you dog.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I actually, just to continue this, Zach Wilson made his first post on the internet today. Did you see this? No, I didn't. Okay. So on Instagram, I don't know if it's on Twitter or anything, but you can pull it up. It, it's a bunch of pictures of him and a bunch of his teammates uh, from the New York Jets. They're in Idaho at the uh, gauzer ranch it's called it's like a golf and boat club and here's the caption took the boys to at gauzer ranch club in idaho before camp exclamation mark poor cell service dot 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 what i miss
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 really funny
1: oh Um, that's class that is uh that's perfect i think like Whether or not it's true, we'll probably never know. But just like, because everyone's thinking, right? Like, oh, is he going to come out and like deny it or confirm it? Or like, what's his response? Just to go in there and be like, oh, like what's happening? Or like, or basically for your response to be like, everyone's tripping. That's cool. Mm -hmm. yeah that's class that is the best response he could have had and if you look through the pictures it looks like they had a really good time too so I'm like you know what that's my guy
0: (laughs) yeah and and anyone who's a BYU football fan who's followed Zach Wilson they they kind of I wouldn't say you know he's he's a BYU guy but he's I like I think everyone cheers for Zach Wilson because he went to BYU but he's He's no Taysom Hill, right? He's, he's not he's, he's not... like in
1: BYU, but he's not like of BYU. Right, right. So I think yeah. most BYU fans, he's not necessarily like an upstanding member of the church by any means. No, he had no. a re- he had his records removed, right? That's what I heard, but I have, I have no idea. Not not really sure. But I think I think most Your BYU, BYU fans doesn't have any insight on that one.
0: Uh no, I could I could I don't know, I gotta reach out to my sources again on that. But um <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's a no it was a very funny story i don't know if i have any other thoughts on that i just feel like that was important to bring up
1: no that that is you know
2: i don't know a ton about football and the players and all that stuff but one thing that i do know is i feel like joe burrow is the coolest football player i've ever seen he's like two years younger than me like i really think that guy is is so classy no he's he's awesome he's cool he uh okay one
0: other okay i had one other thought it's it's actually amazing to me that the photo of the mom that he allegedly slept with hasn't gone i don't know i haven't seen has it gone viral because i think people have been asking about it but it kind of blows me away that it it hasn't gone viral yet which
2: well at the same know. time if it does go viral that's probably the end of a marriage
0: yeah yeah i know i'm i'm impressed i'm i I'm don't i don't want it to go viral i'm just i'm, I'm just surprised that if your it.
2: source knows if it's if that's real or not, she probably knows who it is.
0: Oh, why are you that my source is a female?
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, the memes. Please, the I, memes for Zach Wilson have been great. Um,
0: yes, there have been some really good, really good Zach Wilson memes that have been circulating.
1: Oh, they've been so good with like, because um, you know how you took those cheesy pictures. Um,
0: like okay. the mirror like the mirror selfie before the draft yeah yeah let <laughs> like me just this, Zach Wilson Zach Wilson when his mom says her friends are coming over or something yeah <laughs> yeah
1: my <laughs> laptop isn't letting me share my screen but it's like the mirror photo Zach Wilson getting <laughs> Zach Wilson getting ready for his mom's book club <laughs> 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 oh my gosh um, um, we're like you know the man <laughs> Uh, you know the memes, or it's like where it's like liberals and conservatives, and like a handshake saying like Joe Biden's really old, sort of deal. Like what they agree on. You have you have ones that are Zach Wilson BYU fans loving something thirty years past its prime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's been a really it's been a roller coaster for sure. And this, this is coming right off the hill, the heels of the, the swinger TikTok controversy. It's been, it's been quite a ride for Draper in general.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. A lot um, of them live there. We yeah.
1: We live clear the heck out in Eagle mountain and um, you know, separated from society. It feels like at times, but we're, it's, it's awesome out here,
0: man. Uh, staying away from staying away from the evil of the no uh,
1: upside down pineapples out here that i've seen
0: yet but yeah. well look closer um yeah. so i sent you guys the byu virgin instagram page a couple weeks ago and i just for those of you who aren't familiar with this i i highly recommend that you go on Instagram and you look up the Brigham Young Virginity Club, because this is one of the most genius accounts that I have seen on Instagram because they do such a good job of making it seem like they're serious, but it's a joke. But people, there are so many people that can't tell that it's a joke because it's so well crafted and it's hilarious. Um, Yeah. I, I would like to read some of the, the titles of their posts just that's a couple cool. uh one how the american tax code hurts virgins and promotes premarital sex yeah Two, uh, a response to those who say we started the club because we couldn't get laid <laughs> another rising inflation tightening monetary policy a virginal analysis yeah that's a good and, one what uh, three ways abstinence fights climate change <laughs>
1: so the the funny thing yeah Dal, what you said is like people don't understand what's happening here like everyone's like oh these people are serious there's a bunch of nerds this this whole thing is a troll of every instagram annoying post you've ever seen of like from accounts like so you know so you want to talk about this or something so like roe versus wade happens and everyone reposts like all these like oh well actually sort of a deals like left right up and down and it's so annoying and i love that this is just trolling that whole thing
2: well yeah one of my one of my favorite things that they do is they have a rolling prayer list i've seen that
0: oh a prayer list yes
2: yeah they have a prayer list and it just like it calls out like people send in their name and their struggles and it's just like name caleb clements struggle hentai duration years and it's just like just each one of their struggles and then at the end it's like please pray for these individuals to overcome their temptations and it's like i don't know why i find it so funny that's awesome want
0: rebecca simp. struggle partner wants sex duration years. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> joanna struggles with smutty fan fiction <laughs> eli is a foot fetish and he's really trying to overcome it It's just, I don't know. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Uh,
0: There was a, there's a bit of drama on the page where I don't know. They apparently there were some admins who were, were kicked out of the, the admin group because they broke the rules of the, of the club or they had lax views on, on virginity. Um, no, I and Then they had this this whole drama going on this weekend where they were talking about how born again virgins aren't a thing, and all this all this amazing stuff. And yeah, no, I just think uh, I all I have to say is check it out if you haven't. I love it. Okay, love uh, it. last thing, Brixton. This is kind of your your idea, so I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one, but we, you just kind of talked about like how we should react to news cycles. And I thought that was kind of interesting because no, I th- I just think everything you see should be taken with a grain of salt. And I don't know. I just think, I'm not sure how people react to, I don't know, go, go
1: where you want with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd be curious to get your guys' thoughts to this too. I just, one thing my wife and I have been talking a lot about lately and, um, and, and some other like people I work with and everything. Cause like, it just feels like there's, uh, a bunch of chaos, you know, and like crazy things happening out there. And, you know, do people have like a pattern or do they know how to, uh, how to approach these things? And, I think the way a lot of people cope with it is just like they get really in their heads. They, they dive deep on social media, where all of a sudden you're on your phone for three hours and you realize like you actually haven't talked to a human all day, but like you've been so engrossed in headlines and things that yeah, maybe are important, but like probably don't affect you. So I don't know. That's just been on my mind of like, what is the right way to approach challenges or conflicts or or bad things that that happen in your life and like where do people where do you get that pattern from you know i i don't i I don't know if that's a complete thought but like it's something that's been on my mind for sure
2: yeah no i think it's definitely something that needs to be talked about more just because i feel like people uh if you don't talk about it beforehand they don't have the skills to really cope with like current news cycles because they're they're so sensationalized and there's so much it seems like there's so much weight and drama and tension behind everything. Um, But one thing um, that that reminded me of is we do succession planning and like 360 degree feedback assessments at my, at the company I work at. And um, what that basically is, is like a 360 is like, you have a person um, and then you get feedback from all directions, right? Like your direct reports, your supervisor, your peers, your clients, whatever. And like, all those will come together and it'll show you like what you're lacking in certain skills and business or whatever but like one thing is like it's really hard to be assessed from all angles and like take it well because there's going to be things that come up and it's supposed to help you be better but like one of the things that i always have to send the reports and i always i was taught to send this is just like hey first thing skim through the report recognize what you notice right like and most of the time, it's going to be the bad comments or one or two things here or there that you just can't stop thinking about. But then just put it down. Don't look at it for a few days. And then come back, look at it again, and then go to your coaching session. And that way, you're like, all the emotions going to be taken out of it. Like, because it's a very bad idea to look at your report while you're getting coached on it, like right away. So yeah. it's just like, there needs to be a few times, like a time between then. But it's also like, I feel like that with news cycles where it's like if you look at a news cycle and you can't, it's so sensationalized and it's like you feel like it's the end of the world or something, chances are it's not the end of the world and you just need to take a break from the internet for a few days, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, I thought what you said was, I I think one of the most important points you said was, I don't know, I can't remember exactly what you said, but what I thought of when you said it was like how many of the things do we actually read actually affect our lives on on a, yeah. on a real tangible level, like maybe we read about we read about the the gas prices or something, and that that does affect your life. But that means, oh, I'm spending fifteen more dollars when I fill my tank. Like, okay, yeah, that affects. But how many of the things? I don't know how many. Of the, just there's very. I don't okay. I, I'm I'm repeating myself here, but just very few of the things that we actually read affect our lives in a tangible way. And I think it's so important to remember that and just, just relax when you, it's just, it's not the end of the world. And if you didn't read the article, you, it probably wouldn't bother you because it wouldn't,
1: you wouldn't even know. Yeah. No, Now, Someone might, might come back to that and say, well, doubt like you, you need to be more informed. Like that's, that's advocating for uh, a level of ignorance. Um, where like if there, if there are things happening in the world, like you need to get involved, you need to be informed and you need to use your voice to advocate for, for positive change and stuff. I think that, I think that's fine. And I think that's fair, but, but what needs to happen on an individual level, like if I'm, if I'm coaching one person um, I actually had to do this at work just a couple of weeks ago, I had someone, you know, I work in HR people operations and an employee, want to sit down with me and talk about some really existential things he was going through, not work related, but all right, here we go. Um, and so he, uh, big world problems were really weighing down on him. And the conclusion, I feel like, uh, you know, well, one thing I was learning in my interactions with him was like, hey, there, there has to be some sort of a filter where you take all this information and you have to be able to, to to filter through it and then make decisions on like, okay, like what are things, yeah, Dallin, to your point, what are things that are gonna impact me here and now that that really truly do matter right now? What are things that help me build my worldview and my perspective? And maybe what are things that are just classic stories as old as time of people being really like at times evil and nasty to one another? And I just have to accept that it's part of reality. Um, I think what happens, those three three buckets or levels, what happens is that we take something evil that someone did, you know, a Florida man does this horrible thing to like so-and-so, right? We take that and then we project it onto ourselves on an individual and say, oh my gosh, this happened out there. Like I'm not safe. I have to take a step back and say like hold up homeboy if i ever think this way take a step back and say bricks you live in eagle mountain like there is nothing like if anything like your community is you know what we've got out here is really really safe and really really solid maybe i should actually be thanking god that i'm i'm here and i have a good community and maybe it makes me more aware that, hey, this is something to wor- keep working on, right? I have a safe community. What are things I can do here to help maintain that level of safety and stuff? Anyways, I, I just think it's wise. Filter it down, figure out like what level it actually impacts you and then act accordingly. I, I I will say one other thing I feel like I've been learning lately and I don't know if this is gonna come out super eloquently. So bear with me is just, <clears throat> I've been on the, uh, you know, I've, I've, chatted with a lot of my friends recently. I don't know what it is about the past two weeks. Um, And even someone calling me at like 2 a.m. a couple nights ago, just extremely stressed uh, on the verge of a breakdown. Well, not on the verge, wasn't a breakdown, but the common thread, and I'm not necessarily saying this is the cause, but it's obviously, you know, being religious myself, something that I notice is that all of these, all of these people are having these big life challenges and, and things that they need to confront. There are also people who have abandoned religion or like left the church in this case saying that like, you know, it's just a difference in beliefs. And like, I don't agree with what the church teaches sort of a deal. And so that's got me thinking a ton lately of like, okay, like what, what, what is actually happening there? When people say like, oh, my beliefs don't line up with the church's beliefs. It's like, well, what, what are your beliefs then? Like what, what, what do you actually believe? Because whatever you believe in right now is not helping you get through what, what's happening. Like you, you are extremely stressed and you're not functioning. So like, what, what are your beliefs? I, I think about it this way. Like if you're cleaning your house, let's say you're in your kitchen you open up a cabinet and where your plates or your spices should be are like your favorite pair of Nikes. Would that strike you as odd?
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Now, maybe you're thinking, ah, I live with roommates, person. That's actually like par for the course. It's like, you sit <laughs> nasty. It's like, yeah, like <laughs> Nikes are in there next to my gym shorts and like the, the treats from last year's Christmas party is like, you gross. But But like all joking aside, it's like my Nikes are in there and like that immediately strikes you as odd. And you think like, okay, something's off here. <clears throat> well, we almost intuitively know that, hey, the Nikes don't belong in the kitchen cabinet. They actually belong in my bedroom, in my closet on the shoe rack. So if something is physically off in your house, we we have this system that we know where to put objects and how to clean and a thing that makes sense. Chances are your parents taught you that system and their parents taught them that and so on and so forth. Because like generations of time have just proven Food makes sense in the kitchen and shoes make sense in the bedroom. Like that just that makes sense, right? And so you look at that same situation or make that comparison in like a emotional or a spiritual sense, and it's like, okay, if something is off in your life, if you figuratively open up a cabinet and there's a pair of Nikes there in your life, right? Something unexpected, like a, a loss in the family or like a change in employment, uh, physically, like you get sick or a disease, like whatever it is, what's your pattern or your system of, of how you approach that. Hmm. And, And I thought a lot about that. And I realized like, I had this epiphany where I realized like not to get all preachy on the podcast sort of a deal, but I had this epiphany where I realized like that, that right there is the value of like the, my, my Christian faith. Like that's, that's where it adds the most value to me is that, I I have principles of of faith and belief that dictate how I act and how I respond. So that when I do open the cabinet and the pair of Nike's is in the kitchen, I I know how to react. Like okay, I need to I need to have compassion, I need to be forgiving, I need to be patient. I I need to stand for principles, I need to be obedient. Like all these things it's it's not about allegiance to the church. Like that's certainly important, but I think what people miss when they like Leave the church, or they say like my beliefs don't line up, and and obviously there's some nuance there. So I don't want to be too general. Yeah. I I ju- I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like all of those conversations that made me more convicted. Like that is the value of the gospel in my life, is that it helps me in my personal life find order and make sure that when the unexpected comes, like I know how to approach it. That's the benefit of Christianity for me.
0: No, that's that's so that's such a good point because. People a lot of times, I notice when people leave the church, if you don't have a structure, if you don't if you don't have a solution in place, if you just if if you just leave saying this is a this isn't right for me, and you don't you don't leave with okay, what's gonna be my compass in life? What's gonna be my what's gonna give me structure on on how to act and how to live and how to find purpose and how to find happiness? Then then. <laughs> You're in. For, you're, you might be in for a tough time if you don't have that. Another thing, Christianity has been around for a long, long time, and it's brought a lot of purpose and a lot of happiness to a lot of people. Obviously, that's in general that's true. Obviously, not everyone would say that, but
2: yeah, tell that to the ger- Muslim. It's made
0: it like <laughs> modern religion has made it this far. I'm like, not just talking about Christianity, Islam, Buddhism. They've made it this long because they've worked for people. And it brings purpose and reason. So to say you're going to leave Christianity to follow your beliefs, like you're, you're 24, like your brain's not even fully developed. What are your beliefs? What are you, do you, think your beliefs are better than, than these belief structures that have been around for thousands of years and have, have changed the course of human history. What are your beliefs? Like, what are you leaving? What, oh. what are these, what are these great beliefs that you have that you're leaving this for?
1: Yeah. Well,
2: Mark. and I think that that is exactly what my little blurb on my blog about turtles all the way down. Like, that's what that's all about is like, you, you need to have a solid foundation to believe in one other thing that I think fits here really well, but it was a thought that came up during the news cycle bit was I just remember thinking about, um, I forget where I read it. it. might be in preach my gospel. It might be in, I don't know, somewhere, but it's like, it talks about how repentance is you take on a fresh view of yourself Um, your relationship with God and your worldview. Right. And I just think that's part of repentance. That's, that's what, what it is. And that's the result of it. And I think like, that is such an eye opening way to think about repentance. And then you have to have faith to add into, to that where it's like, Oh, how, how does my faith or my beliefs work into my relationship with God or my worldview? And it's like, I just feel like there's so many people that they don't examine their worldview, first of all, where they think like, oh, everybody in the world is evil and they're trying to get something out of me or other people and exploit things or power or money or something like that. And I don't necessarily think that's a healthy worldview, but like the gospel and like bringing it back to true tenets and your relationship with God, like it'll always reset that where it's like, hey, actually I believe people are good. And like, this is happening there are temptations and we live in a fallen world, but like, at the end of the day, this is what's gonna prevail. Like when you just have a different worldview, you reset it every week, every day, or every, you know, however often you need to, you're going to be stable. You know, you're going to be, you're going to be okay. You're going to ride most things out.
1: And and I think the key there though, is that like, there's, there's some sort of pattern mark that, that teaches you that you need to check yourself and have that worldview. And again, it's, you, you know, if, and this isn't necessarily a pitch for the church, even though I think it's a great vehicle to help you learn this stuff, but like, uh, whatever it is, if you say like my beliefs don't line up, like that's fine. My question to that is always going to be like, well, then what? What are your beliefs, and and how how does it actually influence your life? I think, um, Dallin, you you brought up a good point that makes me think. I know that kitchen analogy might be weird, but it's like I know I know how to organize my house because that's generations of people figuring it out before me, and it's it's time tested, it's proven, and it works. The 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 teachings like the the gospel in this case or even like Christianity like you're kind of like judeo-christian you know sort of a deal that that's made the west it's like hey institutions aside and my problems maybe with the Catholic church or even you know, with our church or whatever institution aside I can look at the teachings itself or like that framework through generations of times that hey if it's produced this much good chances are they're onto something and it's worth me paying attention to.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome guys. I got to, I'm sorry. I got to go, but I feel like that was a good place to wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any, uh, any final thoughts?
1: I don't think so. This has been great. great. No, this yeah, has been, this been really was good. good. Have I'd you
0: like to apologize to the listeners. It's probably, is it been a month since we put one out. It's, I don't know. Things just, things just kind of happened recently in a good way. No, I, I have a, yeah. a lot of good things going on right now. Um, but we'll, we'll try to get a little bit more consistent again. I don't, yeah, we have, we have some exciting stuff coming up. So
1: I, uh, I'm eagerly awaiting, uh, my next invite. I love this.
0: Yes. It'll be soon. Sooner rather than later. Awesome. You're now... you. Oh, go ahead, Mark.
2: Oh, i was just saying. yeah, we love having you on. I feel like you match the vibe really good. So like, I yeah, I expect you to be a regular at least every few months, you know, you're the, you're the number one
0: guest now. You've been on more, you've been on three times now, right? So that's more. Yeah. A couple would have been on twice, but you've been on three times. So either
1: either we just really gel or you guys are really desperate. So a <laughs> little both. <laughs> a little both. <old>. <laughs> that's, that's fair. We're being
0: honest. A little both.
1: <laughs> that's fair. <fun. laughs>
0: okay. This is awesome. All right. righty.